welcome to the Vector Accelerator podcast, where we delve deeply into what it is to transition from military to civilian and what you're going to do next and not only who you are now, but more importantly, who you're becoming. I'm your co-host, Michael Halterman. My friends call me Halty, so I hope you will too. And I am joined today by my fellow co-host, Joe Lara. Say hello, Joe. How's it going, everyone? Glad to be here. And our special guest, Mr. Woody Driggs. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. Woody Diggs, we're bringing him in because he talks a lot about what we talk about in chapter three, which is really delving into how do you build trust? How do you build a board of advisors, a tribe around you who can tell you, don't go left, go right. Wait, hold on, slow down. You're not ready to go fast yet. And all those key things, just like we had in our military experience, how do you do that now building into a civilian? What is EY's wave space leader and his purpose in life is to inspire leaders in such a way that they radiate the courage to choose trust. Mr. Diggs is intent on building trusted companies. He believes that every customer, employee, or partner interaction is an opportunity to build or erode trust and that today, more than ever, companies must focus on engineering experiences that will instill trust that is a serious serious like almost massive thing you're trying to do sir <laughs> well thank you thank you very much uh it's uh it's really uh not not so big or massive <laughs> okay. actually it looks big from the outside but before we really start <laughs> to delve into this episode we always like to start with a, a little bit of a exercise. And so today's exercise, and um, I'll pose the question, we'll go to Joe first, uh, give Woody some time to, to build his thoughts around it. But what does trust mean to you? And how has it positively impacted your life or your life's transitions? Man, I, I love this question. And uh, it was really difficult to, to reflect on this. I remember going through transition myself, and thinking about this word trust and coming from an, from an organization like the military, if it was four years, if it was 10 years, whatever you served, there's a certain level of trust. And I got to tell you, I remember as a civilian traveling, I think I was traveling to the East Coast and I stopped in Dallas, Dallas airport. And as, as a veteran, somebody who transitioned, I walked into the USO and it was really late night and the flights were delayed and whatnot. And I walked into the USO and I looked to my right and you know the name tabs of all the names of, of all of us and our, and our veterans, yeah. you know, as we're veterans, there was a whole like wall full of name tabs. It was super cool to see. And it just had this sense of, ah, oh, connection. I don't know them, but I know them, right? Then I turned the corner and I look in, in the corner and there's on the, the floor is completely covered, like on the floor with veterans sleeping on their sides and just people, civilian clothes, in uniform, whatnot, just sleeping peacefully. And I'm like, first of all, this is probably the safest place in the entire airport. Um, two, the sense of trust and belonging and community, it, it, you still feel it even out of the uniform. It's just, it's just amazing. So that's just kind of what, what it means to me today. And I got to say, uh, trust is so invaluable moving forward and thinking about moving forward. What's next, not necessarily just for work, but life moves, life decisions, mm. super, super important. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so if I can give my thoughts real yeah, quick, Joe. Woody, and then I'll, I'll pass it over to you right after, right sure. after I give my thought. Um, it's the hardest to build 
and yet the easiest to lose and it's time consuming, but it is so worth it because that means you really know that other person, right? It means you really mm -hmm. have a real relationship. And so I, to me, it's, it's so important. Yeah. Woody, over to you. Yeah. You know, I would, I agree with both of you a hundred percent. I mean, especially this idea that, um, you know, trust is, is, uh, is so easy to lose. I think mm -hmm. about it like money in a bank, right? Like every interaction that you have with somebody, even the one we're having right now is an opportunity to build a bit of trust, leave a little bit of trust on the table, or even lose a little trust. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you start thinking about it that way, in the context of every single interaction is, is an opportunity to build trust. It becomes really interesting because you know, when I go around the world and I ask people, hey, you know, if you had an opportunity every day in every discussion, every interaction to build some trust, would you? People say, oh, of course. And at the same time, um, you know, I watch people every day uh, leave a lot of trust on the table. I mean, you probably mm -hmm. see it. Uh, just go, you know, go watch any any news program today and you'll see a lot of talking heads talking at each other as opposed to with each other. Uh, the, the, and, and it's only getting more challenging, you know, as we get into AI and machine learning, um, we're all going to have to figure out what to trust. Uh, is, is the person that we're listening to real? <laughs> so this is only going to get more challenging as we go forward. So trust is just such an essential part of everything that we're doing these days. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing that, Woody. And uh, yeah. and so th as as Halty was sharing, this is uh, the, the focus of this specific discussion is chapter two. And, you know, it's focused on on building cups of coffee. Uh, that's the exercise. Uh, cups of coffee. It's just a reference we use. And it could be a physical cup. You know, that'd be ideal. Right. We're in front of somebody else and we're ha we're sharing sharing a beverage to kind of ease into what we hope is a conversation. Uh, that leads to maybe insight, maybe opportunity, uh, self-discovery, all, all sorts of things. Uh, the exercise, we call it 50 cups. So imagine, imagine a cup of coffee with 50 different people. It's not like, hey, I'm going to have five cups of coffee with Woody, and that's five. No, 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 no. <laughs> Woody's one. I can, I can have another one with Woody, but I can't count the second one as number two. I need to move on to another person. The exercise is really to push individuals, specifically veterans, to seek outside counsel, get intelligence, collect your intelligence, right? On what's, what's on the other side of that ridgeline of transition. And so that's the context of the chapter. Um, but it's not easy to do. In fact, it was probably the most scariest thing I had to take on myself. And Halty, I don't know how you felt, but dude, it was, it was super intimidating to go to complete strangers. You know, a lot of assumptions in the mind. But, but I want to start this question off. And uh, this is going to be for you, Woody, this first question on, on how to move forward. How do we identify people to trust? I guess that's, that's mm. what I want to start is how do we identify those, those yeah. people? What are, what are identifiers? What would you recommend? Uh, what do you think, yep. Woody? Well, I want to go back to your first comment of just how hard it is. And I would agree 100%. It, it, when, when you're going to meet somebody new for the first time and you're going to sit down and have a cup of coffee with an individual who, um, you know, you're, you hope will be somebody who's going to give you some insights into either the community you're going to be in or this new world of new job that you're going to be in, whatever it happens to be. 
um, it's it it can be scary. And and it's like us in business when we go in to see an executive in a C level kind of executive at a company. You're going in to meet a CEO or a CFO, and it's like, how could I ever know more about that person's business? What mm -hmm. if they ask me a question that I have a hard time answering? Like, what do I do? So I've been in this position lots of times where when you go into that meeting for the first time and you're thinking to yourself, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? What, what could I possibly tell this person that's going to be interesting? Um, how do I sell myself? And um, what, I, what, what I suggest is actually thinking about it entirely different. Um, mm. It's less about selling yourself. It's more about building a new trusted network, a new set of relationships that are going to carry you forward. I mean, if you think about your your team as a veteran, and I think about some of the business teams that I've worked in my career, I've had some amazing teams that we've had to disband and move on. Um, and, you know, you had some amazing relationships and, and trusted each other to the to highest degree, much more than we do in business, frankly. And, um, you know, when you lose that that team, um, that, that's a hard thing to lose. And so mm -hmm. now you've got to go build a new team. And so that gets to your question, Joe, of, well, who? Um, well, you'll only know if you start to ask. Um, and when I what I mean by that is ask the other person what's important to them what uh, what are their insights uh, what are they uh, what's important to them what are their priorities what are their challenges how do they see uh, the progress of their own career and when you start to ask people questions really amazing things happen which is that you'll learn a lot about them um, and in addition they get to talk about their favorite thing which is what themselves. <laughs> so when you give an opportunity for somebody to talk about themselves and you're really curious about them, there's some magic that happens. There's some trust that starts to get built um, at the foundation. And so my recommendation is talk to as many people as you can and only assess if they're going to be the right people to pull into your network after you've talked to them and, and found out what, uh, what what they're all about, how they're wired, and what, frankly, your gut feel is around how they might be able to help you. Big first step to just be the one that leans in first, right? Show some vulnerability, make, make the first contact, say, this is what I'm about. And knowing that, you've got to know who you are. You have to know what is really important to you, but laying that out on the table first and then allowing that person to reciprocate, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, and having that balance between, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm here to, and, and I've got to tell you the reason I'm here so I can talk a little bit about per, perhaps my new purpose or this new aspiration that I have, a new community I want to join, a new company I want to get to. Mm. And at the same time, then very quickly getting to this balance of telling and asking. And mm. uh, I refer to it as the, the ask mindset. How do you get into a more curious mindset? Because mm. once you... Um, you know, once you think of, start thinking about it that way, you can kind of tone down the whole idea of this is all about me. I have to sell myself. I have to be here to tell you something magical that will make you, you know, <laughs> want to connect with me. Instead, right. it's really simple. It's uh, I'm going to tell you what my goals or my objective is and why I'm here today. And at the same time, I'm curious about what you might have to um, to help me out or what your journey has been so I can perhaps learn from that. So this idea of being curious uh, becomes a really important part of the 50 cups in, in, in my mind. Hmm. I love that little switch. It's, it's being curious, right? It's not, you're not out there to sell yourself. You're there to figure out 
man, I think I have a lot of value to offer with my background and my experience. How can I find the right people to connect so I can continue to serve, pull forward all my talents, uh, but I need to, I need to choose wisely. Mm -hmm. I, I need to make sure that sure. I'm not just, just, just going after anybody that's, that just says, Oh, I'll have a cup of coffee with you. Um, so that's really my next question, Woody. It's, it's how do you build that team? So, so there's one thing to have cups of coffee in the chapter. Mm -hmm. We also talk about your transition team. Um, it could be, uh, I like, I like the term and we like the term, uh, board of directors. I think call to use board of advisors. These are people that have come to know you. They might not know each other, but they've come to know you. You're like the common denominator and, and they want to see you succeed. They're also not going to give you BS. They're, they're not there to just sugarcoat things. Um, how, how do you, how would you recommend, uh, you know, veterans kind of move forward to try start identifying who's who in the zoo as they start moving and progressing through these cups of coffee? Yeah, it's a great question, Joe. And and to me, it's rooted in this idea of your trusted network. You're going to build that set of trusted relationships, and there's going to be a core set there that is your board of directors. Those are the folks that you feel like you have the deepest trusted relationship with and who are really going to no BS tell you <laughs> like where it's at, right? And and there's a level of trust there, right? There, the, the, you're demonstrating vulnerability with them. They're de demonstrating vulnerability with you by giving you feedback. And so that that trusted relationship you have with that first group is is really crucial. And um, and then you want to, that broader network as well that you want to build trust with. And frankly, after 50 cups of coffee, there may be 30 people in that network. You just say, hey, great discussion. I learned a lot and um, I'll pass. And that, you know what? That's okay. That's, <laughs> That's okay. okay right? Absolutely. You, you, you've gotten, you've gotten to know somebody. Yeah. You, you've gotten to know someone, you've gotten to know what, what they're about, their agenda, if you will, their priorities may just be misaligned with yours. And so that's the first step in uh, what, what I refer to as that trust uh, acceleration process. The first step is in that first meeting, being curious enough to understand the other person's priorities, understand something about them, um, understand what's important to them. Because if they have things that are important to them that are also important to you, that's where the trust alignment really shows up, right? If they uh, were successful in a particular business that you think you want to be successful in or in a community that, that now you think you want to be successful in, and they took an approach that resonates with you, that, that you can believe in, then perhaps that's one of the people that you want to really connect with. And so you'll only learn that if you ask. If you end up being in more of a tell mindset during the entire discussion and it's tell, 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 it's all about me, I'm going to try mm. to sell myself, mm. then you'll miss out on all that opportunity to really understand the other person. And then you get to use that as a filter, you get to decide, right? Is that person, uh, do they believe in what I believe in? So, uh, you know, will I then move forward and, and start building trust with them? That leads to the second part of building trust and, and we, can, we can go there next if you like. Yeah, I'm ready. But Halty, what, what do you what do you got? What are your thoughts? No, I'm way too excited to go to. I'm I'm ready to go to the second. Let's go. Let's go. All right, let's go to yeah. part. Let's go to part two. Yeah. So I I learned part two from a gentleman and best selling author by the name of uh, uh, Keith Ferrazzi. You may have heard of Keith. He wrote a, a great book called Never Eat Alone. Mm -hmm. um, and the whole idea of never eat alone was this idea that um, always eat with somebody. And, uh, and, and create these connections, right? It's like the 50 cups of coffee. Always be 
um, you know, be networking and always be out there being curious. And uh, what Keith taught me was this idea of graciousness, gracious acts, he called them. And the whole idea was once you understand somebody's priorities, then if you essentially do and invest in some gracious acts that are aligned to their priorities, then the time to build trust um, starts to decrease. In other words, you build trust faster. Mm -hmm. um, and so this idea that I'm going to invest in our relationship by doing some simple gracious acts, this gets back to Joe, I think you said it being proactive or right? getting out there and being proactive about um, starting to build that, that network. It's yours to build, right? And, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and you can be proactive about it by simply asking yourself at the end of a really good meeting, what are the six or seven or eight things that I could do for this person that mm. would demonstrate that I'm invested in the relationship and then starting to do them? And they can be as simple as this. You know, you meet somebody who says, ah, I love the Detroit Lions, right? And you, at the end of the, you know, the Lions won last night, you send them a quick note that says, hey, congratulations, awesome. Well, what does that do? One, it demonstrates that you listened during the meeting. Number two, it reminds them that you're there and you're thinking about them. And number that. three, they get an opportunity to think about their best team and in the best time and they won. And so you can, you make this a subconscious connection between uh, that great feeling of emotion and this person and that trust starts to get built. Mm. So they can be really, really simple, gracious acts. And at the same time, uh, they mean a lot when you stack them up. That's that reliability piece that, that is so critical to building trust as well. Yeah. What do you think about That's following so up with, um, with a thank you card? Uh, from from a conversation and you know making sure that they get a handwritten because of how deep that gesture can be of a handwritten thank you card. Halty, it's right 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 on uh, topic. It's it, mm. in fact I call it gracious act number one. Gracious act number one is to write that note back and say hey thank you so much. Now if you want to make that note really really powerful, mm -hmm. say and here's what I took away. Mm your thinking on this was really yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. uh, you told me about this. You told me about that. You told me to watch out for this and look out for that. Mm. In other words, I heard you. And if you can turn that meeting from just lessons learned into what's important to them as well, then writing mm -hmm. back those priorities. Oh, so I heard, and I heard this is important to you. That's important. To you, and that now make it the size of a, of a, of a thank you card. As opposed right. to thinking about that as like, you <laughs> yeah, know, right. like, like this, I, I did, I did have a, a friend who, when I taught them this process, you know, would write back the entire, you know, it was, it was like a, a script from a transcript from, from, from it's like, a little no, no, overboard. No, no, no. just, it's got to go on a three by five card. Hey, thank you so much. And here's what I heard. This was important. This yeah. is important. And this is important. Hmm. Super, super powerful. Because when somebody feels heard, think about the last. Think, think about the conversations you have that are really deeply trusted. If you walked away from that conversation, you're probably thinking to yourself, I, feel, I felt heard. I felt understood. Mm -hmm. I could be vulnerable. A whole bunch of things go through your head. And that I, feel, I felt heard is really important. So when you write that card back, if you could demonstrate to the other person that you actually were listening and heard them, and by the way, uh. that means you have to listen. <laughs> yeah, which is really task. important too, and, a hard, and also a really hard thing to do. <laughs> yeah. So, and, um, and being able to answer back was something that they provided you, but, and, and validating that it was of value, 
right? That they gave you something that is actually, that's a decision point for me now, or that is, I have to factor that in yeah. to, and it's helping me move forward. Exactly. Yeah. It also reminds you of what was important to them. So that as you think about some of the gracious acts that you can do to invest in the relationship, um, you can go back to the, that card and say, Hey, these are the three or four things that were important to them. What can I, you know, what, what can I do? What, what do I have in my background? And, all of you have strengths and all of you have amazing experiences um, as a veteran. And the question is, you know, what can you draw out of your experience to perhaps hand to them um, yeah. as a, as a gracious act and that process of executing six or seven or eight gracious acts can really tip the scales. And we find that in business. If you do that, um, it certainly, um, it certainly converts. It's real easy for, for veterans in, in that part, Woody, to look back and say, well, what, what have I done that's of value? We, we mm -hmm. normally tend to play, play down our past experiences. And, and, and exactly right. And so, so sometimes um, it's really difficult, especially in those first 5, 10, maybe even 20 cups of coffee. It may feel awkward. But I think the encouragement is this, if those that are listening, is move forward, start. Just mm -hmm. start. The first cup of coffee may feel a little awkward. Um, it may feel maybe too rehearsed, but you just got to keep moving forward. And, and really, yes. um, yeah, what do you go, please? Yeah. Well, so Joe, uh, you know, I, here, here's to get ready for that meeting. Here's um, my recommendation is, is people would write down the two or three things that they want to say that to communicate of why we're here today and, and, you know, thank them for, for being there. I would also have my list of four or five or six questions. Um, yeah. that are ready to go. Mm -hmm. And if you can make those open-ended questions, what I mean by that is a closed-ended question can be answered yes or no. If you make it an open-ended question, um, then it's very likely going to get a, a, a rich answer. And so you can really start the conversation. And it's that getting into the conversation that goes back and forth and is, is two way where things, um, you know, really open up and it gets much easier and that the whole burden of having to say something or to sell yourself, all of that, uh, goes away very quickly. So have those five or six key questions, uh, ready to go. And those questions can be very simple. Like, what is it about this community that you found interesting or, yes. um, help me understand your job, uh, path and what was it like, uh, what kind of transitions have you made in the past and what did you learn from them? Just open-ended questions that um, you've got written down that are specific to that particular cup of coffee you're going to have. Do a little bit of research in that person. There's lots of stuff available on the internet now, whether it's LinkedIn or others, and you can learn a lot about them and you can just have a few questions ready to go. And I, and I guarantee your, your folks will feel a lot more comfortable with that, that, first meeting, second meeting, and by the 50th meeting, they'll be champs yes. and they'll be, they'll be asking yeah. great questions and they'll be really understanding, um, you know, folks and, and, and they'll start to see their network coming together really nicely. Hmm. That's awesome. So you talked so a little one bit, more question if I can, Joe, um, you, yep. what do you talked a little bit about, um, you said seven to eight gracious acts. And then you said, you know, when I mentioned the thank you cards, that was like number one. Tell me more. I feel like there's a lot more there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mentioned the football football reference, right? Mm -hmm. um, your your big team is the Lions. And so sending a note that said, hey, I was watching the Lions last night. What a great game. I thought about you. 
Boom. That's it. That's all it has to say. That is a gracious act when you recognize somebody and something that's important to them. Um, another gracious act might be, um, I don't know, perhaps the son or daughter's thinking about um, a career in the military. Mm. And maybe you offer to um, have a chat with them. That's a gracious act, right? That That's something you can draw from. Um, during this program, you go through your strengths and you understand your strengths. Look at your strengths and say, is there anything I can apply for my strengths that might help this person that I just had a chat with? Uh, to uh, to move their own agenda forward, their own priorities forward. And when you ask yourself that question and you ask it in the form of what gracious thing can I do, you'll be amazed at how many things come to mind that where you can draw from your experience in the past to apply it to this person. And and if you think this person is willing and, and, and worth your investment, mm-hmm. then doing those seven or eight gracious acts that help to um, – demonstrate that you're willing to invest in that relationship at some point that the trust will tip. And Mm. what I mean by that is you'll start noticing they're trusting you, you're trusting them, that, that, that bank, if you will, of, of trust, those, those transactions are adding up in the bank um, and the trust gets built Mm. and, uh, and you can benefit from it. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I, I, what, what we're, what we're hearing and what I'm hearing is, is be prepared uh, have, have a, maybe a script, not too scripted, but, but just some words and bullet points and items to consider and think about. Um, and those that are going through this chapter, there's, there's prompt scripts in there or example scripts to sort of help you, the veteran ease into, uh, what could be mentioned and what do you hit it on the head strengths, uh, sort of the self-reflection pieces that our veterans are need to do to get clear on who they are. So when the opportunity does come up in the conversation, they can actually share that to that individual. And let's just say, Woody, Mm -hmm. I'm meeting you for the first time. And I tell you what I'm about and how I love to solve problems and then start going through these things. You're getting ideas now. Oh, okay, Joe, problem solver. Hmm. And start going to, you're making your own mental checklist. And then you might maybe not need me to work for you, but you might know some people or maybe, you know, a place where I could possibly fit an industry or whatnot. So it's a really, it's like a, a careful tennis match that we don't necessarily want to win. We, we want to keep playing. Right. And we want to go back and forth and, uh, and learn, learn in the process. So that's really cool. Yeah. I, I would think of it less as winning and more as building that relationship that your yeah. goal mm-hmm. here is to build a relationship with this person. Um, if, if it's, if it's someone that you do choose um, to build that trusted relationship with. And so um, having that balance of, telling them what's important to you and then listening and understanding their perspective and their priorities gives you that really nice balance of, uh, of a great conversation and helps you to, to kind of knock down the, the anxiousness of having to sell yourself, if you will. Mm. Um, and so uh, I find, at least I found that that was uh, such a critical part of, uh, of learning how to be in the C-suite, if you will, um, and, and, and being able to be present and to uh, feel like a peer with the person sitting across from me. And that's such an important part of this. Feeling like a peer is critical as opposed to feeling like maybe you're, you know, somewhat um, or, you know, in in the business relationship, you're the executive and I'm the consultant coming in um, or I'm the vendor and you're the customer. Um, I want to feel like a peer sitting across from you. And the more I can balance that telling and asking and getting you to talk and um, me speaking is it creates this great balance that's more give and take and it's um, and, and more peer to peer, if you will.
Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So, so I got one more question. Um, would you try to answer this, you know, as briefly as possible? But, but I, I don't want to rush you, Woody, because uh, I'm running. Sh- we're running short on time here a little bit. Um, want to be mindful of that. Uh, but, but the question is this: um, in your in your life, uh, where have you found where, where where trust came in and was super critical for your success? Is there is there maybe one vignette or one story that just comes to mind uh, for you? Yeah, so I made a transition, a major career transition about 13 years ago from, I was with Accenture at the time, and I I made a transition to EY. And um, EY is a big place, um, and there's a recognition that as a partnership, um, it's big and it's complicated, and you've got to get to know people. Um, I took that uh, first three or four months, and I did my 50 cups of coffee, and I sold myself during that entire time. I was worth being at EY, that I had something to add. Um, and and it was great. I was highly credible. And so uh, I came across as credible. At the same time, I missed that opportunity to create connection, to create the mm. intimacy uh, part, to be vulnerable, to demonstrate that I could connect with, uh, with, the, with, with other people. And when I look back at it, it's the one thing I would want to do over again. I want to do my 50 cup of coffee in the context of thinking about it less as selling myself and more in the context of, I got to build my new relationships here at EY. Mm-hmm. I had this great relationships at Accenture. Now I've got yeah. to build them at EY. How do I yeah. rebuild my network? How do I, how do I focus on that? I would have focused less time on my own credibility. I would have focused a lot more time on building relationships. I think it would have served me much better in the long run. Hmm. Building yeah. relationships, building community, right? Well, awesome. Th- thank you so much, Woody, uh, j- just for, for taking time out of your day to, to meet with us here at Vector Accelerator. Um, for, for those uh, that maybe are curious in what you're doing or how to get a hold of you, uh, how can folks get connected to Woody? I'm on LinkedIn. So Woody Driggs, just look me up on LinkedIn or, uh, or shoot me a note at EY, Woody.Driggs. That's awesome. Thank you again, Woody. It's, it's, it's been a pleasure. Um, and, and for folks, you know, out there transitioning to, to civilian life, it's not easy. Um, it's not like anything else. Uh, it, it's, it's not just about finding a job either. It's about discovering yourself, rediscovering yourself um, outside of the uniform. And, uh, and so we're encouraging you to do the work. And those that are tuning in and maybe listening to this podcast for the first time, uh, please go over to VectorAccelerated.org, where you can download your own transition checklist or, or enroll into the actual program itself. It's self-guided, it's virtual course, and it's designed to accelerate your life uh, and uh, journey into clarity, conviction, and confidence.